The key to a successful business isn't just plans, strategies, and profit margins. It isn't just mission, vision, your big dreams for the future, or how you communicate to your ideal clients. It's not just your product suite, your pricing, your sales, or being the person who takes decisive action. It isn't even just nervous system regulation, expanding emotional capacity, and enhancing your communication skills. And it's definitely not just faith, manifestation, vibes, intuition, and magic. The key to a successful business is bringing all of these components together and knowing which one you need when. Nature thrives when all of the elements are in balance. So do you your business. This is the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business. Welcome to the show. Hello, beautiful friends. I'm so excited that you're here. Before I get into our Gemini season reading for the collective, I just want to apologize. I've been a little bit stuffed up for the past few days. I tested. It's not COVID. It's just a cute little regular old cold. Um, So I sound a little (laughs) and I apologize for that. But it's not going to stop the channel from channeling. It's not going to stop the message from getting through. So as always, the cards have been prayed over. They've been pre-shuffled. The cards fall where they fall. We always do the same six questions in the same position. So here is our Gemini season reading for the collective. It's very Gemini on brand, I will say. This, you know, Gemini is about communication and the spirit of communication. We're in an air season, we're in a mental season. It's a season about making connections. And in elemental entrepreneurship terms, air season is not just the mental, it is also the heart, right? Air rules the heart chakra. And so to me, when we're looking at Gemini season, we're looking at, are we communicating from the heart? Are we speaking our truth from the heart? Are we making connections from our heart to the hearts of others? And the cards really reflect what's going on in that area of our life. So let's get into it. The first card is what's going on right now. And the card that came up is listening for truth. And this card came up inverted. So some people don't read inversions in Oracle card decks. And in some ways I do. And I'll get into a little bit about what this could mean if we're going to take it in an inverted position. Listening for truth is about your sense that there are things that are true that are not being said. Now, this can be in the media. It can be on TV, right? So often we're looking at the news and we're like, there's so much more to this than what we're being told. There's clearly more to this story than is what's making headlines. Or the things that make headlines are not representative of the truth. They're representative representative of the algorithm, right? We know, quote unquote, bad news sells, right? So if we were to only believe the news, then we would think, okay, my town is like crisis and tragedy, one thing after the other. But that's not the full truth reflected of what's happening in my neighborhood. That's just what the news wants to put on because it makes people click on headlines. It makes people stay tuned in longer. So this could be a a media thing. It could be a world around you thing. It could also be in yourself. And I think based on the rest of the cards, that's kind of what's happening. There's an unspoken truth in you that has to do with your life and your relationships. There's something that you can feel that you know to be true. And because this came up inverted, my feeling is you're not letting yourself listen to it 
yet. You know that there's some shit coming up for you. You're feeling, right? Maybe it's like, it's time to leave this relationship. It's time to quit this job. It's time for me to start my business. It's time for me to make this art project. It's time for me to have this difficult conversation with a family member. It's time for me to sit my parents down and tell them what my experience was like of my childhood, right? There's some big truth in you that you feel, but you haven't let yourself like fully clock it, fully hear it, fully let that knowledge come to the surface. And it's time, right? That's that's what's going on right now is that you feel it. You may not be letting your, you either have heard it and you're just sitting on it, or you may not have let yourself fully register it yet. And once you've felt it, there's no use resisting it, right? That's the thing about truth. Once the, once the bell has rung, it can't be unrung. Once you know that something is off, there's no unknowing it. And so resisting that you know this truth because you don't want to disrupt things, you don't want to have a difficult conversation, you're afraid of what comes next, which is really what these cards indicate. We'll get into that. Um, it's just wasting time, honestly. It's just avoiding the inevitable. You already know it. If you're gathering your strength and your resources, that's one thing. But let yourself know what you know. Let yourself feel what is true for you and fully process it. Journal on it. Um, if you're like a verbal processor, go for a long drive or a long walk and set your audio recorder up on your phone and talk it through to yourself and then listen back to your own truth. Start a damn podcast. <laughs> Whatever it is that you need to do to really let yourself hear the truth that your soul, your spirit, your heart knows, let it come up to the surface. The other thing that may come up in this card is you may know that there has been some t shit talking about you. That people in your circle, people in your community, your peers, there, there's like some misinformation, you feel misinformation about you being circulated and you suspect it to be true. I've had this situation, maybe you're having this situation where like you can tell in the vibe, like when you walk in the room, you're like, oh, y'all were talking about me and it wasn't good when you walk in. You may have this feeling that people are discussing you and they're not talking to you and the things that are being said are not loving and you feel like they're not true. If that's going on, just know you don't need to do anything about it. The truth always comes out. Everything will be revealed in time. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to get in that mix, but also don't obsess over it. You can't control it. And trying to convince people of your character, if they don't know it, that's not your business. Trying to convince people of your good intentions, if they don't give you the benefit of the doubt, are they worth your time? You know what I'm saying? So. Maybe the truth of the situation that you're feeling is the tide has turned here for me. People have decided to scapegoat me. People have decided I'm the villain. People are misrepresenting me. People here are committed to not understanding me. And it's just time for me to go. Maybe that's the truth that you're feeling, but you like want to cling. You want to stay in this situation. You want to fight for your version of the truth. This is saying like, just take care of yourself and don't, don't worry about that part that will be handled. So what's the block happening right now for you listening to and acknowledging your own truth? This is very interesting. The block is coming to life. Once you 
let the cat out of the bag to yourself. Once you acknowledge this truth, you're going to have to come to life as your real self. You're going to have to change your life. You're going to have to be more of yourself in your life. You're going to have to act on what you know. And right now, I would say this is the thing you're scared of. You're afraid of the change that's coming. There's also a thing of like, once you are being more fully yourself, you kind of know that these relationships um, or these situations are going to maybe explode and you're afraid of what that's going to be like. So maybe it's, I'm afraid that once I say, hey, this is no longer the right situation for me and I've got to go, people are going to be upset. People are going to be hurt. People are going to feel victimized. People are going to start talking shit about me. People are going to say that I'm entitled. Once I start sharing my truth more publicly, people aren't going to like it. Maybe it's like I've been holding back on publicly saying like some of my spiritual gifts, some of the things I intuit are true about the collective. And I'm afraid to go public with those things because I'm, I think people are going to think I'm crazy. Um, that's probably going to happen and you kind of know it and you don't want to deal with it. Um, so a couple things here. One is you can deal with it. And if you know that it's going to happen or you feel it's likely that it's going to happen, rather than avoiding it happening, wouldn't it be more valuable for you to prepare yourself for how you're going to love on yourself and take care of yourself when it happens, right? Right now, part of the reason you may be avoiding those negative consequences, what we perceive as negative consequences of people not liking it, of people leaving us, is that we're telling ourselves we're not going to be able to handle it. And that in the absence of those people's support, we're going to be alone. But you're not going to be alone. You're going to be with yourself. You're going to have yourself. You're going to have more of yourself. You're going to have more of your truth. Can you rep yourself? Can you back yourself? Can you really have your own back in this situation? When you start sharing your truth, when you start really being the self that you know you are inside without censoring yourself, without even wondering, are these people going to like it? Are they going to approve of me? When you can go into it being like, some people are going to like it and some people aren't. I may lose some people, but you know what? I'm not going to lose anymore. My fucking truth. I'm not going to lose myself anymore. I'm no longer trying to minimize my gifts, my sight, my knowledge, my words in order to make myself more palatable for other people. I am no longer losing pieces of myself to hold on to people who don't really fuck with me in the first place okay because that's the trade when we're fighting when we're censoring our truth to keep people in our lives who we know don't approve of our truth we are trading parts of ourselves to maintain a connection with people who don't really fuck with us in the first place it's not a good trade it's a shitty trade been watching a lot of Walking Dead. People in my life are probably sick of hearing about the Walking Dead. But it has me thinking about all of these like end of the world situations. It has me thinking about bartering. I'm showing up to this bartering being like, I'm going to give you a piece of my soul in exchange for your fucking tolerance and in exchange for constantly living a life where I'm monitoring myself, minimizing myself and running everything I think and feel through an analysis of are they going to like it? What kind of fucking life is that for you? I want more for you. Your spirits want more for you. Your guides want more for you. Your own creativity wants more for you. Be your whole damn self all the way. 
out loud and let the people who are like, ew, I don't like that, be like, then bitch, bye. Stop looking, stop watching. You know that block button? It's a click away, block my ass. I'm fine with it. I'm no longer hiding parts of myself to maintain relationships with people who I feel judged by. Why are we doing it? I know why we're doing it, right? Our sweet selves, our little child selves. That's why, right? There's a little child part of ourself who says, if you leave me, I will die. If you leave me, I will be alone. No, you will be with your damn self, your whole unapologetic adult self, and all of the people who will be able to find you, who agree with you, who speak that same language that currently can't find you because you're hiding to please people who don't fuck with you in the first place. Okay, sorry, this makes me tight. I don't like it. Let's, this block has to stop. Look at this beautiful, she's painting herself into life. She's going from black and white to color. This is us. This is us trying to go from black and white to color. Right now, if you are minimizing the truth that you know in your soul, you are living in black and white. And that's not what you were meant for, bitch. You are technicolor. Okay. So what happens when you start allowing yourself to, um, to thrive, to be yourself out loud? This is beautiful. Heaven sent. Literal spiritual gifts. So first of all, if what's happening is uh, and I feel for some of us this might be because I literally have goose pimples all over my body as I'm saying this. You have some spiritual gifts. You have some spiritual truths on your soul to share that you're not currently sharing with the collective because you're scared of people's opinions of their judgment. Now, what that is also doing is it's cutting off part of your spiritual gifts. Bitch, you think you're gifted now? <laughs> Everybody who has spiritual gifts knows once you come out of the broom closet, it gets wild. You have even more gifts than you even have access to, but spirit isn't giving them all to you yet because you keep saying, I'm not ready, I'm scared. I'm not ready, I'm scared. I don't wanna see all of it. I don't want the full lid of my power blown off because I'm not ready to hold it. I'm not a good container for it yet. I'm judging me. Because that's really what's happening, right? When we're minimizing ourselves and making ourselves smaller because we think other people aren't gonna like it, it's not really other people, it's you. You're judging you. You're telling yourself people aren't gonna like this. That, that voice is in your head. Also, quick homework assignment. If this is something that you struggle with, I want you to actually sit down and write down, who do you mean when you say people? Because most of the time, there's actually between one and five specific people that occupy that place in our head. Is it a parent? Is it a teacher? Is it a peer? Is it um, a cousin? Is it a group of friends? Who is it specifically? When you're like, everyone's gonna judge me, you're not worried about everyone. There's probably a couple specific people whose judgment you're worried about that you need to reconcile and get right with. But let's get back to this thing. So the level of gifts you actually have, you have more. And spirit is just waiting for you to say, I'm ready to hold them. I'm ready to walk with them. I'm ready to share them. I'm ready to be a channel for them. I'm ready to give the gifts away because that's the other thing. If you're holding on to the gifts, if you're holding on to the truth, if you're sitting with it, it's creating all this turmoil within you because it's building pressure that you're not letting out. Your gifts aren't for you. Your gifts aren't for you. Your gifts are for the earth. Your gifts are for the collective. 
Your gifts are for other people. So if you're holding them in, you're sitting on them, it's a pressure valve. It's building, it's building, it's building, it's building. Once you open that valve and you start giving, you start sharing, you start letting it out, you start singing your song, you start doing your dance, you start writing your book, you start speaking that truth, you start giving the services, you start sharing the message, you've now created space for more to come through. So once you've shown spirit, I will be a good steward of my gifts because I will give them away. I will do with them what I am meant to do, which is share them with the rest of the people here. I'm going to start doing what I'm supposed to do with them, not hoarding them in my little private closet and judging them. I'm going to give them away. I'm going to sprinkle them. Once you start sprinkling, spirit's like, great, they are ready. Here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. Now, the other thing is, there's more help out there than you fucking know. Because right now you're concerning yourself with the people who will not help you, the people who will not support you, the people who will judge you, the people who you think will critique you, whether it's true or not, that's who you're focused on. But there are people out there who will fuck with you the long way round. There are people out there who will move heaven and earth to see you win. There are people out there who will hire you. There are people who will give you money. There are people who will give you a microphone. There are people who will platform you. There are people who will want to see you win. There are people who will introduce you to the right people who will position you. There are people who will help you and you can't find them and they can't find you because right now you're hiding and you're putting all your focus on the people who won't. They're the wrong fucking people. It's a bad trade. Get those people out of here. Get them out of your head. Get them out of your life. Get out into the world and start sharing the gift. And the more you give, we know this, right? We know this law of reciprocity. The more you give, the more selflessly you give these gifts, the more generosity you will be met with. You're out here being stingy with the gifts. You're holding the gifts back. You're thinking about judgment. You're thinking about scarcity. You're thinking about all the people who won't support you, all the people who won't like you. This is a scarcity orientation to gift sharing in your life. Flip that shit. Get abundant with it. I can give the gifts away because there's always more. You think it's weird now? Just wait. It's going to get weirder. <laughs> it's only, you think my truth is wild now? Just wait. It's going to get wilder. It's going to keep going. I'm going to keep being given more to share. It is endless. Once I've opened up that channel, the gifts are going to keep coming through me to you, the more they're coming out into the world, the more cooperative components are going to arrive. Where do our spiritual gifts come from? Right? That's not a theoretical question. Sometimes, right? They're up there. But you know where they usually come from? Other fucking people. That's how we communicate our gifts on this planet. And that's how our gifts are communicated to us through other fucking people. The cooperative components to our abundance are usually other fucking people. Where does money come from? The manifestation work might happen out there and then it happens in here and then it happens through people. The people who show up and say, I'd like to hire you for that. Will you come speak about that? Will you come on my show? Will you come on my platform? Will you share your truth over here? Will you give those gifts over here? That's how the money comes through people. The opportunities come through people. <laughs> and the only way the people know that you're available to receive the opportunities is if you Tell them so, Gemini season. If you open that channel, if you speak from your heart, if you let your heart connect to the hearts of the right people, that's where the gifts come from. 
So what's waiting for you on the other side of your willingness to come fully to Technicolor life is all of these gifts that have been in your, to use like Abraham Hicks terms, they've been hanging out in the vortex. They've been hanging out in a savings account waiting for you to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a good steward of my gifts. I'm ready to be a good steward of money. What does it mean to be a good steward of money? It's not that you hoard it. It's that you're ready to circulate it. I'm ready to spend it. I'm ready to save it. I'm ready to receive it. I'm ready to hold it. I'm ready to manage it. Send me more of it. I am a good place for money to come because I'm going to mix it up out here. I'm going to hire my friends and I'm going to pay them full price. I'm going to do good things with the gifts that I'm being given. If you give me these gifts, I'm going to do good works in the world with them. That's what I'm prepared to do. I am a good and responsible steward of the blessings that I'm asking for. I'm not going to hide out in my fear and in my isolation, worrying about what might happen. That doesn't make me a good place to send abundance. Scared money parasocial relationship. Finish it with me in the chat. Adult make money. We know it. Okay. Selflessness. Other quick thing I want to say about this thing. What does it mean to selflessly share? A lot of us, those of us who are spiritually inclined, those of us who are healers, those of us with gift to share, we like the idea of selflessness. We like the idea of being here to take care of others, but we warp it and pervert it and use it in a self-flagellating way, but we also don't really embody it because what it genuinely means to be selfless with your gifts is not that you're going to beat yourself into burnout. That's not what's happening. What this means is myself, my human self, my ego self is fucking scared and has challenges and finds this shit hard and finds it confronting. I have childhood wounds and life experiences from my time on earth that make living my mission as an adult scary for me. And what selflessness means is I'm willing to rise to the occasion of that work so that I can still be a good goddamn steward of my gifts. That's what it means to be selfless. The self that is scared, the self that is under-resourced, I'm going to go do whatever it takes to resource that self, not to ignore it, not to bypass it, not to pretend it's not there, not to like white knuckle it and do it anyway, because that's why you're resisting. You think it's going to hurt. Well, what if instead of thinking it's going to hurt, we can say, okay, sweet self, you're scared. You have a history of bullying in your childhood that results in you being afraid to share your work publicly as an adult. You can live in that scared child place for the rest of your damn life, or you can say, hey, that's okay. That's not my fault. It is now my adult responsibility because what I see is that that version of myself is blocking my ability to give my gifts. And the most responsible thing my adult self can do as a steward of my gifts is heal that. Whatever it takes. Does it take a coach? Does it take a therapist? Does it take EMDR? Does it take tapping every day? Do you need to hire people to help you? Do you need to journal? Do you need to have those difficult conversations with your family members and speak your truth? What is it going to take for you to do the healing? And healing is not a one time you do it once and it's done. The ongoing healing required for you to continue to rise to the level of responsibility your gifts have bestowed upon you. I dropped the card. I'm going to say it again. I think I can say it again. Are you willing to do whatever it takes to continue to rise 
to the level of responsibility that your gifts have bestowed upon you. If you have big, big gifts, you have big, big responsibility. We learned it from Spider-Man. Uncle Ben let us know. With great power comes great responsibility. If you have a big calling on your life, you've got to probably do some big work to resource yourself enough to be responsible to that big calling. If that means you're gonna be interacting with lots of people and right now interacting with lots of people gives you the ick, you might have to do some work on that so that you can deliver that gift. There are many of us out there who are like, I'm not a super social person, right? Like I am naturally someone who finds dealing with crowds very overwhelming, but I have a big gift to share. So I gotta be out here talking to the people. That's just what it has to be. Now on the back end of that, what I also know is I need a lot of downtime. I need hours a day by myself. I need time and meditation. I have to exercise. I have to eat well. I have to you know, do what I need to do for my mental health. I have to take care of the container my gift comes in without judgment and with tireless maternal instinct. I have to take care of the container that my gift comes in so that I can give the gift. That is my job right? That's the, that's the trade. That's the deal. So if you've got big gifts, actually it doesn't even matter. Fuck the size. You got gifts, period. You have a truth to share. You have a person you're meant to be. And that is carried in this body, this body that has predated you and will outlast you, this body that has been with you for, through every single event of your entire life, this body that no matter how much we wish it would stop is keeping the, the goddamn score, it needs reconciliation, it needs tending, it needs care. And then not only that, we can't only live backwards through tending the shit that already happened. We're living present and we're living forward in time, I can say as someone who is uh, in my damn 40s. It's gonna keep changing. And as it keeps changing, it keeps requiring different levels of care and new levels of compassion and new levels of attention. This is an evolving process. Your continued presence your continued attentiveness, your continued compassion is required. So there are big gifts waiting for you on the other side of your willingness to come to life as the present version of yourself, as the time traveler version of yourself willing to go back and gather all of the wounded bits of your past self and heal and love and nurse them into wholeness and completion, as the wise version of yourself willing to live forward into the future that you're trying to build. And the second you say yes, say it right now. The second you say yes, you say yes, you say yes. I'm going to cry. The second you say yes, the guides come, the opportunities come, the people comes, the money comes, they're right there. They've been waiting for you to say yes. And you think they've been waiting for all these other people to say yes to you. You think they've been waiting for all these other people to approve of you. You think they've been waiting for your mom to say it's okay. They think you've been waiting for your husband to say it's okay. They think that, no, they're just waiting for you to say yes. Yes to your gifts. Yes to your bigness. That's all they're waiting for. You say yes. You start taking the steps. It's yours. It's yours, which it's yours. So how do we deal with other people during this time? After the storm. 
There are certain plants that can only grow after a storm has come and cleared everything else away. It's the only time those plants can grow. There are certain plants that can only be grown after everything else has been burnt down. After the storm isn't nothingness, it's new life. Now here's the other thing about storms. You resisting the storm doesn't stop the damn storm. You being afraid of the storm doesn't stop the storm. If there's a cyclone warning, you can spring into action, right? I'm <laughs> thinking about that movie Twister. I'm seeing the cow in the tornado. The cyclone warning comes. If you live in a cyclone, you're like, yeah, that cyclone area, you're like, yeah, I know, this happens. It's okay. We just go down to the basement. We batten down the hatches. We bring the food. We bring the water. We bring the radios. We bring the games. We bring the, the flashlights. It's going to be okay. The storm is going to come. Me being afraid of the storm is not going to change the severity of the storm. It's coming. Right now, you resisting the storm that will happen in your life when you step into your bigness, the people that will go, the people that will come, there may be logistical changes, right? Sometimes what we're talking about is I'm going to have to move house. I'm going to have to leave a relationship. I'm going to have to give up things that I like. I'm going to have to give up some comforts. I'm going to have to go through literal, physical, big change. And I'm scared of that. I'm scared of the discomfort of it. I'm scared of the newness of it. I'm scared because I can't picture what it's going to be like. And so I'm resisting that happening. You cannot resist the storm. You can delay it. You can prolong it, right? That's what's been going on with you trying not to acknowledge your gifts, trying not to speak the truth you know, trying not to let yourself see it. You're trying to avoid the storm. The storm is going to happen. You can make it unpleasant or it can be as pleasant as possible, right? Pleasant as possible is... You know, we bring the radio, we bring the flashlights, we bring the batteries, we bring the sleeping bags. We know it's going to happen and we're just going to make ourselves as comfortable as possible during the upheaval, but we're not trying to resist the upheaval. Stop trying to resist the upheaval. Also, if you are making it more difficult for yourself, right? I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to question myself. I'm going to tell myself I'm wrong. I'm going to tell myself I'm a terrible person. These other people are going to be hurt. They're going to be disappointed. They're not going to like it, right? That's the real storm. Other people aren't going to like it. And I know that they might say hurtful things to me. Am I going to make those hurtful things my truth? Am I going to internalize them? Am I going to have my back during this upheaval? Am I going to really stand up for myself? Am I really going to continue to back myself in the face of other people's approval? Because that's our disapproval, because that's the thing we've been avoiding, right? So the second we start speaking our truth, these other people are like, stop it. Are you going to be like, okay, sorry? No, it's the cat's out of the bag. It's too late now. The bell cannot be unrung. I already said, this is what I'm doing with my life now. You're with me or you're not. And if you're not with love, with love, with love, with compassion, with care. My journey's my journey. My path is my path. I'm the only person who has to live in my brain. I'm the only person who has to see myself when I look in the mirror. I'm the only person alone in my head when I lay on my pillow at night. I'm the only person who's going into the coffin with me, not you. You have your path, I have mine. Our paths were together while they were together. And if they're apart now, with love, homie, vaya con Dios. However, I still have to do my thing. That's what it means to make yourself as comfortable as possible during the transition. I'm going to speak to myself with love. I'm going to give myself extra kindness. I'm going to back myself. I'm going to support myself. I'm going to refuse to take other people's negative responses as my truth. I am going to weather the storm. 
You are the lighthouse, not the storm. You are the lighthouse. You're the thing that stands. You're that centered place, that light. Everything can swirl around you. It can crash, it can break, it can fall apart, and you stand undisturbed in the center. You endure. That's what you're meant to do during this time. So that on the other side of it, it's not forever, no storm lasts forever. On the other side of it, new things can grow. New life can grow, new things can happen. So the way that we deal with other people during this time is we let the storm be the storm. We let the shit show be the shit show. And if we need to be the star of the shit show for a little while, bitch top billing, I am the star of the shit show. Welcome. Everyone's mad at me. Okay, that's the role I'm playing today. Villain era activated. Everyone can be mad at me if that's what it needs to be for us to get through this, for you to leave, for me to get on my path. It's not forever. It's just for right now. Accept it. Be willing to be that. Something that I think is really important to understand is that no matter what archetype we think we're playing, we are only ever playing the mirror. And that's hard to remember when people are reflecting back to you judgment, anger, fear, their fear. I am afraid of you changing because if you change, I have to change. That's the thing that happens, right? Our change sparks changes that other people don't want. I don't want you to change who you are to me because I like you in this role where you serve my needs. I like you in this role where you're small. I like you in this role where you're quiet. You doing this allows me to do my thing. Well, that's nice for you, but I'm not winning in this trade and I don't wanna do it anymore. So I'm changing. And when I change, your life's gonna have to change. Sorry, that's just how it is. We affect each other, we are interconnected. You don't wanna change because you're getting a good deal right now. You're comfortable. You didn't ask for this. I understand that. You're dealing with the fact that you currently can't control shit. And that's scary and I have compassion for that. I can see that that's scary for you. I can see that that's hard for you. I can hold that. I'm sorry it's hard for you right now. I'm still leaving. I'm still changing. I'm still growing. I have compassion for your discomfort, but I'm not gonna fix it, my codependent recovery people. I'm not gonna fix it by going back into the box. I'm not gonna fix it by taking it back so that you can stay comfortable at my expense. I'm not doing that anymore. So having compassion for the fact that our change does in fact kick off a chain reaction of change. Other people now have to change. They have to either grow or they have to get accustomed to our absence. They are dealing with the fact that they now are in a situation that's outside of their control. They feel confronted. They feel afraid. They feel confused. We can have compassion for that. We know what it's like. We know what it's like to not be able to control something. We know what it's like to feel hurt. We know what it's like to feel betrayed. We can be like, okay, right now I'm the avatar that your story is playing out on. I'm the person who lets you down. Right now, I'm the person who leaves you. I don't see that as being what's happening. That's not my truth. My truth is I wanna be my full self and you don't support me, but that's okay. I have my version of the story. You have your version of the story. The truth lives somewhere in between. Everybody just gets to live. I can have compassion for the fact that right now I am the avatar of your pain, your hurt, your confusion, and I can have compassion for you without needing to fix it for you by making myself small. The chips will fall. The storm will happen. The storm will clear. And then we can survey the landscape and we can see who stayed, 
the real ones, the people who are meant to be with us in the next phase of our journey, the people who always really supported us, we can start giving those people our love and attention. We can see who left and we can love them. We can grieve them. We can let those parts of ourselves and our histories go. And we can say, man, it's sad that you couldn't support me in my growth, that you couldn't support me in my fullness. That's a reflection of where you're at on your journey. And I wish you all of the growth, all of the healing, all of the best, but you can't come with me and that's okay. And then we get to start planting new seeds and see what happens. We get to start receiving. We get to start receiving the gifts that have been waiting for us on the other side of making some fucking space. Sometimes you gotta clean house. So what is the guidance from spirit? Y'all, the word wants to be written. Your gifts, your truth, the thing that is scratching at your insides to get out, it wants to exist and it only gets to exist through you. It only gets to exist through you. You are its parent. You are the channel for its manifestation. It's not an accident. Your desires are not here to torture you. Your gifts are not here to torture you. They are your sacred charge and they want all they want is to be born, right? Where do the spirit, where do we receive our spiritual gifts from? Through people, your people, right? Who's people? Your people, I'm people. The gifts only get to exist through you. The song that's rattling around in your brain, all it wants is to be sung. All it wants is to hear itself reverberating back. And it only gets to do that if you open your face and fucking sing it. The book in your soul only gets to live, only gets to have a life on earth if you fix your pen to write it. You are its creator. You are its parent. You are its true love. I want you to feel the humbling terrifying responsibility of knowing that if you can't do the inner work you need to do to be a good steward to this thing, it never gets to live. And it wants to. It wants to live. It wants to live through you. It's not judging you. It's not telling you you're not ready yet. It's not telling you you need to go get more certifications first. It's not telling you you need to get more, make, have more classes under your belt. It's saying, please, let me be, let me live through you, speak me, sing me, share me, let people know about me, let me exist, let me see myself reflected on earth, that's all I want, that's all I want, that's all I want, and I don't want anyone else to make me, I want you, imperfect little you, I want you to make me, I want to be sung in your voice, I want to be written in your handwriting with the weird little way that you make A's. I want to be spoken through your particular set of idiosyncrasies and vernacular in your accent. I want you. I chose you. I could have gone to somebody else. I chose you. Please make me rattling around, scratching inside you, and there's more. In that vortex, there's so many more things that want to be channeled through you, bigger and bigger, beautifuler and beautifuler creations, wanting to be birthed 
through you. They chose you and they want to live. They want to be written. They don't think you're not good enough. They don't think you're not ready yet. All they want is to be made. Flaws and all, just like us, we got made and we're not perfect. They just want a chance to exist through you. The other thing to understand is that your gifts are you. You were created at this time with these parents, with these challenges, in this place, in the country you were born in, with the financial circumstances that you were born to, with the particular set of abilities, challenges, freckles, left-handedness, whatever. You were created to be the vessel of these things. It is what you were made for. So getting into a weird societally constructed comparison thing that says I must not be good enough to create my gift yet is essentially saying I'm not good enough to be myself yet. I'm not good enough to be who I am yet. I need to earn that. You don't have to earn being who you are. It is inherent. You don't need anyone else to give you approval or permission in order to do it. You don't need to change what you look like. You don't need to change where you live. You don't need to change what you sound like. You don't need more skills. You don't need more training. You were created to share these things. It is what you were made for. This container formed exactly the way it was meant to so that it could be the steward for these exact gifts. It is what you were made for. They are not separate from who you are. You don't need to change. You don't need to be different. You're not lacking anything except right now faith in yourself. Inherent, constant, unwavering faith in your own worthiness to be the vessel of your gifts. And in case you needed someone to tell you, you are inherently worthy of being the vessel of your gifts because it's what you were created for. Y'all, in all of space and time, in all of existence, this random collection of fucking atoms came together to make you, and you walking around here thinking you're not good enough, that you're an accident, that you're not ready, that can't be an accident. We are on a giant spinning rock hurtling through space and your atoms came together to make you in this lifetime and you think you're not good enough? At what juncture do we get the fucking audacity to think that that's anything less than a fucking miracle? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. You were quite literally made for the express purpose of creating the shit you're here to share and giving it to the planet. Can't be an accident. It cannot be. Doesn't make sense. 
inherent worthiness to be the steward of your gifts. It is who you were created to be because your gifts wanted to exist. And they said, I'm gonna create the exact human who can bring me to life on earth. What about that? What about that? What about the idea that your song wanted to be written so bad that it manifested you so that you could sing it? Oh shit, I just broke my own brain. Let me say it again. What if your book wanted to be written so bad that it manifested you and your life so that you could write it? We don't know, that's all I'm saying. Final guidance for bringing this all into action is to be the fool. To be the fool. A big part of all of these blocks is using past negative situations to predict the future. In the past, when I have spoken my truth, things have happened and it's gone badly for me. And so now I've decided that it is inherently unsafe for me to ever do it again. Now, this isn't bad. This is very human. Bless our soul, right? When I went in that cave, there was a mountain lion. So now we don't go in that cave because we know mountain lions live there. We are hardwired to survive. However, if one time in second grade you sang at the assembly and somebody made fun of you and now you don't sing no more, that's not a mountain lion. It's just only in your head. We don't have to go around through life predicting that everything's going to go badly for us. Give people a chance to surprise you. Maybe these people that you're so certain are going to leave aren't. Maybe they are. But the certainty that you have that it's going to break you, maybe that's not true. Open-hearted. The fool isn't foolish because it's naive. The fool is the fool because it's so open-hearted, so much childlike joy, so much willingness to be surprised by people, by life, by how well things can go. It's stripping away the prediction that everything is going to be bad and that everyone's going to fuck us over and that everything is going to be terrible. Maybe it's not. And maybe constantly predicting danger is no longer serving us and definitely is not serving us in this case. Right now, because we're so focused on all of the ways that us sharing our truth can go badly, we forgot to focus on all of the gifts that are waiting for us and all the cooperative components that are waiting for us on the other side of letting our truth out right? What if it went great? What if you met all of the people who could help you on the other side of the storm? What if it's timed perfectly? What if tomorrow is the day? For those of you who've been in my world for a long time, you might've heard this, but if you haven't, I'm going to tell you a little story. I used to have a dog. He was a tiny Buddha covered in fur. His name was Ruckus. And Ruckus really wanted to catch a pigeon. He was a city dog. So we went to a city dog park every day, little off-leash dog park. We also called the dog park Bum Island, which was not the most kind thing. It was a long time ago. But it was a dirty, nasty, middle of the city, unhoused encampment full of pigeons and human feces and needles in San Francisco. That was my home. So there was a little part where you could let dogs run. And I used to take him there every day. And there would always be pigeons. And Ruckus the Wonder Pup wanted to catch a pigeon more than anything else in life. And every single day, 
we would get to the park and he'd start pulling and he was like, oh, I'm going. And I would let him off his leash and he would charge headfirst into the pigeons and they would fly and he would bark and he would run and he would jump. And it was so joyful. And I would look at him and go, we come here every day and he has never caught a pigeon. And yet every day he is equally convinced that today's the day. Today's the day. I am catching a fucking pigeon today. Today's the day. The fact that I've never caught one before in no way dissuades my utter unshakable confidence that today's the day I'm going to catch a goddamn pigeon. Over my desk to this day, I have a little thing that I made that says today's the day I'm going to catch the pigeon. That open-heartedness, that complete faith, that complete unshakable, unwavering, no reference for the past, no thought of past failure. What past failure? I don't remember yesterday. All I know is that today's the day. And I'm going at it with my whole heart, my whole enthusiasm, all of my power, all of my strength, every tool that I have at my disposal. Today's the day I'm going to catch the goddamn pigeon. That's pure fool energy. It's to wake up every day like you just shook out the Etch-A-Sketch. No memory, no thought to what happened yesterday. Today's the day. I know like I know like I know that today is the day. And that's what's being asked of you at this time. Let go of all the stories you're telling yourself about all the ways that this could go badly and all the ways that it will go badly, all the ways it has gone badly in the past, all of the self-protective mechanisms that we guard our heart with that prevent us from coming to life, from being fully ourselves. Let them go. Open-hearted, barking, running into the pigeons. Today's the day. And if it's not, bitch, I'll be back tomorrow. What's the shadow? Boundaries. There's a little fox on this card. And, oh no, I lied. It's an armadillo. <laughs> Knowing when it's time to go into your shell. Knowing when it's time to go into your shell. This period of storm, this period of upheaval, this period of big sharing will require an up-leveling of your boundaries. And that might feel contradictory, but I want us to feel the difference between scarcity and compromising our truth with boundaries. Not the same. It's not the same. First of all, where's the boundary around the sacredness of our gifts? Where's the boundary that says the garden gets to grow and I keep a fence around the garden to keep the predators out, but the garden is going to grow. The garden will be tended. Not, I'm not going to grow the garden because I'm afraid of the predators. Feel the difference there. It's not, I'm not going to grow the garden because I'm afraid of the predators. The garden will be grown. It will be planted. It will be tended. I will watch it. I will water it. I will take care of it. And I will keep a fence around it. And I will put mesh over the strawberries, right? Both things get to be true. Where is the boundaries around the sacredness of your gifts? Also, where's the boundaries around your damn writing time? Why do you keep giving them up to go hang out with other people? Why do you keep giving them up to go work at your day job? Why do you keep giving them up to uh, go watch TV? Where are the boundaries around the time it will take to actually create the sacred work? Where is it on your calendar? Where are you creating the container, the sacred container 
around this is the time I gave my gifts because the word wants to be written and it needs to exist through me. Where is the studio booking on your calendar to sing the songs? Where is it? Where is the practice time on your calendar? Where's the exercise time on the calendar? Where's the groceries time on the calendar? Where are you creating boundaries around the shit you need to do to be the vessel for the damn gifts. Because again, how do they happen? They happen through the human. They happen through the body. And unfortunately, we are living out uh, our shit in linear time. Spirit doesn't have to live like that. Spirit can just like do exist wherever it exists. We have to exist in linear time. Like that's like one of the weird trade-offs we made to like live on earth. So if we have to live in linear time, we do actually have to like schedule linear time to uh, do the shit, right? I would love it so much if I could press a button and just project what I see in my head onto the wall. That would be great. Right now we don't have that. So I have to write it. I have to film it. I have to create it. I have to put in the time so that I can share the shit. So the boundaries are not just with other people. The boundaries are with ourselves. The boundaries are with our schedule. The boundaries are with treating the time that we set aside to work on our sacred projects uh, as just as important as the time we set aside to hang out with friends, just as important as the time we give to our spouses, just as important as a doctor's appointment, just as important as the time we give to paid work. If we don't treat those appointments on the calendar with the same type of importance, what we're saying to them is, you are not important. What we're saying to the sacred creation that is knocking at the back of your brain saying, I need to be birthed through you is, I don't care. You're not important to me. You're not important enough for me to protect the time it takes to make you. You are not a priority. There's no way that we're happy living like this. The boundaries around the time it takes to create the stuff are your responsibility and you need to be stringent with them during this time. Now, the next part is the boundaries with the people. You start making the changes, you start speaking the truth, you start shaking things up, and there are going to be people who say, go back in the box, I don't like this, and you have to lovingly say, no, the garden is getting grown. We're on this path now. You cannot come in here with that energy. You can support me, you can ask how you can help, you can tell me you're proud of me or we cannot speak. And that's the boundary. Uh, a real quick uh, reminder that a boundary is a request with a consequence. So it only is a, a boundary if it has a consequence attached to it. So it's not, please don't say that to me. It's if you say that to me, I will hang up the phone and we will not speak anytime that you cannot be supportive. Here's my request and here's the consequence if the request cannot be honored, right? So there may be people that you need to set some firmer boundaries with. If you have a really hard time with this, I have a course on boundaries. It's called The Art of Saying Yes Less. And there is a pay what you can option to it. I believe it starts at 50 bucks. I'll drop a link in the comments and in the show notes. Um, there are entire, like there's a, a meditation for making saying no feel safe in your body. And there are scripts for how to decline things and how to say no to people. There are scripts for different kind of human design types for how to take time to make yes or no decisions about figuring out which things to honor with your time. And there are also tools on how to deal with 
um, habitual boundary crossers that you have to stay in relationship with like parents or co-parents or, you know, sometimes there are people in our life who, um, are incapable of honoring boundaries, but we have to stay in connection with them. And that requires a different skill set. So, uh, again, that's called the art of saying yes, less it's pay what you can starts at 50 bucks. I'll put a link for that in the show notes. So if you really struggle with boundaries and we talked about, it is your job to do the work that you need to do to become the person who can be responsible to your gifts. If boundaries is part of that work, do that work. It's a skill set we can learn. I didn't have none. I had to learn, um, boundaries with ourselves boundaries with our time. Uh, I also want to say, because I feel called to say it, this is also boundaries about bedtime and waking up time. For those of us who have a tendency to say, you know, I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable hour so I can get up in the morning so I can do some things to take care of myself before I go start doing work for other people because morning time is really the only time that I can get these certain things done. But then when it's nighttime, we also like nighttime. And so we like stay up late and watch TV and play video games and like do nighttime stuff. And then we're tired in the morning, so we don't get up. So we don't do the stuff. There's some, some bedtime wake up time boundaries that may also need to be upheld for some of us. We are getting enough sleep. We are drinking our damn water. We are eating healthy food. We are moving our body. We are setting boundaries. We are speaking our truth. We are doing whatever it takes to live up to the responsibility of these big, beautiful gifts, these works of art, these creations that want to be birthed through us. Gemini season, speaking the truth of our hearts with other people so that we can find the other aligned hearts out there who will support our work, our mission, our gifts, our skills, our talents. It's what we're here to do. Woo! I never know what's gonna happen when I start these things and uh, sometimes they go off and this one went off. Um, thank you. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you follow me on Instagram because um, the chat went off. Thank you for all of you who are um, encouraging me in the chat as we are going and letting me know that this was resonating for you. I love seeing your comments in the chat. I try not to get off and respond to them as they're happening. Also, because I do put this recording on the podcast, um, people are saying, yes, church, these definitions today, distill, uh, boundaries. Uh, I threw my shoe. Yes. Uh, she went off. I'm going to replay this we- replay all month. Uh, yeah, I say yes to my bigness. Yes, 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 yes. Self-care is necessary. Speak on the healing journey. Um, listening to you is like going to church. Let's go. Read Sarah. Read. Preach. Yes. Technicolor. Um, yeah. So I just appreciate all of these comments and I'm watching them come in as they're coming in. And it's, um, it's really exciting and fun. And if I don't say anything as I'm reading, it is just because we're recording this for this and for the podcast. So, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, follow me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching. So you can come to these things live. If you were here live, thank you so much. If you missed the beginning, this is going to live on my page and also it will be on the podcast, the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Do I have anything else? Uh, I have a one-on-one coaching spot opening up in June. I had two. I think one of them is already taken. So if you are listening to this and you're like, I need all kinds of support. I need practical support. I need accountability. I need support with boundaries. I need stabilization in myself for bringing my holy work through my body and onto this planet. And I need 
one-on-one -on -one support for that, I would love to work with you. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, you can shoot me a DM. You can email me at intuitiveedgecoaching at gmail. You can visit intuitiveedgecoaching.com. You can send me a pigeon you can throw a rock at my house. My address is just kidding. Um, okay. Yay. I have goosebumps. Spirit strong. What a transmission. Thank you so much. Uh, love you. Love you. Love you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Okay. Love you. Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching or join my Facebook group unstuck group to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.